0: People tell me that I'm crazy. I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'm out. I tell
1: them I'm
0: not like the rest of- Hi, y'all. Welcome back to the podcast. Or if y'all are new here, hi, my name is Kinsey. And I am the host of the I Love You So Much podcast. Every time I do that, I know I've said this before, it feels like I'm like a Disney Channel host. Do you guys remember when you would like, they would make up the like Mickey Mouse thing I'm doing with my hand right now, you can't see. Anyways, that's what it feels like, but I'm so glad you guys are here today. I have heard your cries, I have read your DMs, I have seen the comments, and today we are doing an episode with someone who has a nine to five. Now listen, we have had plenty, well, maybe not plenty, but we have had a lot of people on the show with nine to fives. We just haven't really talked about the nine to five lifestyle as much. I also wanna have my friend Macy on to talk about it soon, so we will be doing another one, don't even worry. Today, I'm having on the woman, the myth, the legend, Ariel from Dear Media. We have worked together for years and years and years in so many different ways. Take a shot every time on any podcast. I mentioned that I was the first podcast that was birthed through Dear Media. It is something that I am very proud of and I need everyone to know. Thank you very much. Anyways, we're talking the nine-to-five lifestyle. We're talking career advice. We're talking routines. We're also talking about working for Dear Media, how to get a job for Dear Media, and also how to get your podcast signed with Dear Media. So there's a lot of like BTS podcasting talk. We're kind of like psychics for a second. Like we're, we're talking about the future of podcasting, okay? So anyways, I am really excited for this podcast episode. I was drinking coffee during this recording. If you guys are watching on YouTube, you see it. And I... Guys, there's something I have to let you guys know. I think I'm allergic to coffee. Because when I drink hot coffee at the studio, I cough nonstop, And it really was messing up this episode a little bit. You guys don't know because it's edited. But like there's something—there's something wrong there. And I'm not willing to really admit it or make a lifestyle change yet. But I'm letting you guys know there's something up. As always, you can watch this on YouTube. We are a full vlog cast Every single podcast episode is available to watch on YouTube. Did you guys know that the two top ways to listen to podcasts these days are Spotify and YouTube? Not even Apple Podcasts. I mean, I saw it on Instagram and I'm going to assume it was correct because it was on the Dear Media Instagram. Um, And if I'm butchering that, then, you know, maybe that one's on me. But isn't that crazy? So I just need you guys to all know that you too can watch this podcast on YouTube. We have every single episode up from even the past, like, year. We've been doing that for a while. Um, I just don't plug it enough. So in case you guys didn't know, you can watch all these podcast episodes on YouTube. Before we get into today's episode, we need to talk about the latest and the greatest from the O-Kind. The O-Kind is a brand by yours truly and my friend Jessica from college. If y'all have seen my black puff bag that I wear literally every single day, that is where it is from. And that bag is under $100 and the best bag ever. I use it for Pilates. I use it for working out. I use it as my day-to-day purse. I use it when I'm traveling. It is the best bag ever and it is so cute. I get so many compliments on it and it, I'm like too shy to say that it's mine. But I do get a lot of compliments on it. And then we just dropped pink scarves. We did some scarves a couple months back. We have like under, we have like two gray and like 10 brown left as the time that I'm recording this. We just dropped our pink scarves and beanies and they are so beautiful. Little life hack that I learned from all of y'all who have purchased them. They're so chunky and beautiful and amazing that you can use them as throws on your like actual like couch. Okay. So even in the summertime, I'm going to have mine out as a throw on my couch because it is so beautiful. I saw all of you guys doing it on Instagram and I'm like, okay, wait, I'm going to do that. Anyways, in honor of Valentine's day, we have created a code Vday, V-D-A-Y for 20% off the pink scarves and beanies. And then also you guys can use code ILYSM for free shipping. This will be the most discounted we ever do the scarves, but they're pink. It's Valentine's Day and we're celebrating, okay? Again, code Vday at theokind.com for 20% off the pink beanies and scarves. All right, guys, without further ado, let's welcome Arielle onto the show. Okay, you're about to be a celebrity. Oh
1: my gosh.
0: Everyone has been asking for me to bring on someone with a nine to five and I've done it.
1: I'm super familiar with the 9 to 5. I've succeeded. Yes. Yes.
0: Okay, let's give a little background on what you do, and then we'll really get into it.
1: Okay, so I'm on the new initiatives team here at Dear Media, and I work with our talent on merch and live events, which I love. I'm a consumer of it, so my job is me, like, basically being like, what would I want to do? So I've worked with you on both of these things for years now at this point, which is amazing. But yeah, that's a short version of what I do here at Dear Media. People were
0: also asking, this like very specific
1: oh, questions, oh. like,
0: who's your favorite on the network? <laughs> and, you know, and I was like, guys, 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 like, calm down. She obviously can't say me. <laughs> but like, you
1: know, I'm like, other people can hear this. But obviously. Obviously. You know. I have I was telling your parents, I've met your whole family at this Actually, point. Actually, you
0: have. You've met my niece.
1: Like, yes, you've met everyone. Everyone, which is crazy. But I was saying how, like, when you first came to Dear Media, like, you were a child. Yes. And watching I still you, am a child. Well, well, even when I was telling you, I'm like, it's been so amazing to see your progression as one, a content creator, and then the podcast too. Cause I remember how just like quiet you'd come into the studio. Now you've like really just come into your own. I love this version. I've always loved you, mm-hmm. but this version I'm really living for.
0: Well, I was always loud. I was just quiet in that studio because we were sharing it and everyone was so quiet there. I couldn't be loud because we used to be in like the DBA offices in LA and it was, we only had one room for a studio and there wasn't really, and there was a seating area, sure, yeah. but you couldn't say anything. Yeah. So I was really not, I was held back, if you will.
1: Yeah. You were a little held back. I couldn't talk. Yeah.
0: And they got rid of the lock looms and I was still am <laughs> upset with Michael for that one. But I did get past it because I think that those give me bad anxiety.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it's just been a wonderful journey. And I feel so honored that you asked me to be here and talk about my uh, of nine course. to five. Which, let's be real, a nine-to-five is never a nine-to-five. Yeah, you work all the time. Yeah, but I love it. Yeah. I love it.
0: We also talk all the time, but I was the first—let's not let anyone forget (laughs) this. I was the first show born through the Dream Media Network. Oh, my gosh. I was, because everyone else was— Already had a show. Yeah. So I think I was, like, eighth officially with the network. Yeah. Including the Skinny Confidential, which, like, doesn't really count. Yeah if we're really getting technical <laughs> with the numbers, but I was the first one born through the network. And Michael, I was telling Michael this when we recorded and Lauren was dying. We were sitting at the GBA offices and we're talking about it. And it's me, Michael and Paige. Yeah. And he goes, well, this is either going to work really well or it's not. So uh, we'll see. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yep. Yeah, thank you so Which much. Which is
1: totally his personality. It is so him. And I know we briefly talked about this prior, but my career and like the people that I've worked for and if you listen to this, I'm not trying to stroke your ego. Yeah. Please. One of my need it. favorite bosses.
0: I say this all the time. Yeah. And Dom and I have always used him as an example because we were in another like group of people yeah. where the leaders were so mean and yeah. horrible. Yeah. And like we ended up in therapy for it, right? So I would always say Michael Bostick leads a real company that's yeah. actually very successful. And I've he's so like he's just the best. Yeah, he really is. I yeah. hope he doesn't hear
1: this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Michael, the Michael Bostick podcast right now. Yeah, the fan actually. Club. But it, it is true. Yeah. And I think it makes a difference for someone who does work a nine to five. Right. He from day one. So I started off as his executive assistant. It yeah. was I probably was a third or fourth full time Dear Media employee And there were five of us on the team who he was then and how his vision I was sold on the vision of what he was building. If I'm going to be honest, I didn't know that much about podcasts when I signed up for the job. Right. It was what he was selling from a culture standpoint, what he wanted to build. And he's still that person, super transparent, like wants everyone to succeed and really champions everyone. I've never had a boss that is like such a champion of who I am and my growth. To where it, like, makes you want to work harder because then you can also see, like, okay, there is something that's going to come from this. It's not just me working my butt off to be sad at the end of the day or not feel fulfilled. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. that's not to say every job you're going to feel like, this is my dream job. I feel, you know, life couldn't get any better. But I think the leader of a company and how they communicate to the rest of the team makes such a big difference.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She even moved to Austin after Dear Media. They couldn't live without me. So they followed me to Texas. They're in Austin. We're in Austin right now recording. Now, you know, I can just take this jet. So I can be here every week. I know. Oh my God. I mean, like I could really like spice some things you up in Austin You should come office. more often. I would like to because you know how much this is? This is the level in which I hate recording my intros, outros, and <laughs> ads by myself in my house. I would rather genuinely fly in once a week and spend $300, $400 on this flight. Yeah. Like, I just don't like the ones that I record at home. Like, I need trying to buy a new house right now. Mm. Well, I don't even know if I've talked about it at this point, but (laughs) someone stole the house that I wanted, the house thief with a cash Mm. offer. So I'm going to go watch her on them, you know? (laughs) But they had a guest house. And I'm like, I'm going to build like a set, like a podcast set. Yeah. At that point, I might as well just
1: like fly in right? fly out. right?
0: Yeah. Okay. So whatever. I'll figure it out. But I am really glad to be here. And thank God you guys followed me to Texas. Because what else would you be doing?
1: Who knows? You would. Who knows? But you would I'm still happy be in the to land be of here. Los Angeles. It was
0: like a decade
1: ago. It does, but I'm happy to be here. I, this office has grown so much too. The Dear Media office. Yeah. People since the pandemic love the work from home. Being a nine to fiver, I go off of people's vibes. Like I like balancing ideas, especially with merch and live. Everyone who works at Dear Media is basically a consumer of the podcast we listen to. So I love bouncing ideas off of them. When we did your live show, talking about the dating segment and getting mm-hmm. people's ideas, like what would you want to see or what would you be interested in? So I do love coming into the office. I'm not going to lie. I'm not ashamed of it.
0: If I worked for Dear Media, I too would like coming into the office because yeah. I like coming into the studio. Yeah. yeah. I, would, I used to be, I would be here all the time. And then Taylor, oh, Taylor is my old producer, everyone. Let's not forget. <laughs> who could literally ruin my life. No, no one
1: who, could ever forget Taylor.
0: No. And like he, when I say knows everything about my life to the point where he remembers everything, it'll be now. And he's like, by the way, I saw that on your Instagram. I was thinking, I'm like, how do you have such a good memory? He Which does have a really
1: good memory. It's not
0: good, though, because I'm like, you should forget this. Okay, let's <laughs> I would like it. you
1: to forget it. Yes. Yeah. So I'm like,
0: I would really like this. <laughs> but it is really nice feeling like I really, I mean, I know I'm technically not the youngest on the network anymore. I guess you've <laughs> added some people. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But... I still feel like I'm the youngest on the network.
1: Yeah. You have youthful energy. Thank you. Yes. I, you know I try.
0: Okay, <laughs> let's do your working background because yeah. people are interested. And also, I feel like there's so many people with the dream job of yeah. working for tier Media. Yeah. And I hear that a lot of people apply and they love the I Love You So Much podcast.
1: Yes. You have told me this before. I have. And it is true. You are one of the podcasts that gets referenced a lot when people interview.
0: Love that. Keep it up, guys.
1: Yeah. So background on my work history. Is that what you're asking me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I started off, I graduated with my major in, double major in marketing and management. And I am from Arizona. So I went back home and I'm like, okay, marketing job. Let's see. Went to Costco. I filled out some random thing on LinkedIn, I think it was. Ended up at Costco. And they're like, yeah, you can get the job right now. Put on this hairnet. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Like this is not what I went to school for. And then one of my best friends ended up moving to L.A., and I'm like, you know what? I feel like if I'm gonna really hit the ground running, like I need to be in LA. I've always dreamt of working in entertainment. I love pop culture. Like, I think I just need to go there. So I couch surfed for a while, got a temp job at a fashion company headquartered in Marina Del Rey. Probably the best first job I could have ever had. I don't know if this is like Lucky Girl syndrome. That's I all love over TikTok. Lucky Girl syndrome. But the foundation that they set for me there I was like, okay, there are good people. Like it was family. When I left that job, they were like, if you ever want to come back, we'd love to have you. So I was a receptionist, great first job, but I was there for about two years. I'm like, okay, like I need to get into the entertainment, like the fashion part, great, but this isn't really what I want to do. But what I always say is you have to take notes from jobs and make sure you can apply it to your next position, build up your skill set, right? So I ended up going to a large talent agency and working for the head of global HR there. Talk about learning everything you need to know about the talent industry in a short time period. Yeah. Work in HR. That's tough.
0: What years is this?
1: <laughs> Kenzie, that's not age yeah. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. You're like, I mean, what do you mean? It was like last year. Anyway. 2015, maybe? Okay. Yeah. But I was very transparent of like, hey, people have told me I'd be great at HR. I don't really know if that's what I want to do. But- I'm here to give it a shot because I started off as a psychology major. I love just the psyche of people and I love watching mannerisms mm-hmm. and whatever. So did that. Very transparent with her that I didn't know that this is what I want to do forever. Probably the best thing you can do is be transparent about what you actually want or even thoughts you have. A job came in from one of the top actors, his management company, and she was like, you know what? Based off of what you told me, I think this is a great opportunity for you. She gave me the referral, went on the interview, got the job the same day. And that job was crazy in the best way. But I also realized that I really didn't want to be a talent manager because if I'm working for one of the top actors in the world and I don't love it, this is probably not the path for me. You know what I mean? So that was crazy. And I'm so grateful for those types of opportunities because it made me figure out what I wanted to do simplified in a way. Mm -hmm. What did I learn here? Wasn't for me, but what did I learn and what do I want to do next? How can I now condense what I actually want to do with my life?
0: It's like you're gaining clarity. Yes.
1: Yes. We talk about we were talking the other day, some of um, the Dear Media girls and I about how your 20s are chaotic and part of finding your career and what you want to do with your job also adds to that chaos. It's like who am I? What do I want to do? What do I like? It gets influenced by other people. You try to compare yourself to what other people are doing in their lives and think, oh, I need to be doing this because five of my friends are doing this. It's not necessarily the truth. You know what I mean? And social media obviously makes that really hard. But left there because I'm like, if this isn't it, this is probably not it for me. Ended up at an influencer management company, which then led me to Dear Media, which I'm so thankful for.
0: The big game is coming up, and Macy's has everything you need to take you all the way to the end zone. Listen, when it comes to any sort of sports, any sort of honestly anything to celebrate, I love hosting. I want to be the hostess of the mostest. I love a good dinner party. I love hosting the games. I love, I love all of those things. Okay, and Macy's is really my secret weapon these days. Okay, they've got all of your football fan needs covered with team jerseys serveware plus food and snacks that'll keep you cheering. Honestly, I go on Macy's to shop one and also to get inspo because they have the best stuff. Okay. But here's the issue. Um, it's not really an issue. It's actually a very fabulous thing about Macy's. They have everything. So I'm on there to get some jerseys. I'm on there to get some serveware. I'm on there to get some inspo for what I need to be hosting this football season. Okay. And then they also have everything else under the sun that I could possibly need and all the other errands that I've been meaning to run. So like skincare refills, makeup, random clothes, like socks that I needed. They literally have everything. Okay. And what is better than getting everything you need in one place? So for all of you football fans, get everything at Macy's.com. Again, you can check everything out at Macy's.com. You can all be the hostesses with the mostest okay again that is macy's.com
1: hi i'm iskra and i'm
0: philip and, and this, this is, is coupleish where every friday we show up to check in as a couple navigate uncomfortable conversations around race relationships parenting and answer your burning questions
1: and we'll also share our pretty funny and very real dating stories with each other Add some extra special guests. Let's hope they know what they're in for. With a few fun couple challenges
0: and some tips and tricks that keep us so loved up on each other, our friends call us corny. Yeah, we're going to make crushing as a couple cool again and checking in as a couple a weekly thing.
1: So see you every Friday. You won't want to miss it.
0: Listen, y'all, it is February. And we are not letting go of our resolutions or our goals for this year, okay? And hey, even if you've slacked off, whatever, who cares? We can start again now. Whether your resolution was to save more money, save more time, cook more at home, eat out less, I have something that's covering all of those pain points, okay? And it is every plate, for me personally, I wanted to branch out with my recipes more this year because I am one of those people who will find a recipe and hyperfixate on it and eat nothing but that recipe for like three months, okay? My issue isn't that I don't cook. My issue is that I, I don't branch out as much as I would like to. So if you guys want to save money on food this year, EveryPlate is America's best value meal kit with the ultimate hack to do just that. Meals are 25% cheaper than grocery shopping, so you can count on great value week after week. Plus, only pay for what you need with pre-portioned ingredients. Also, that's a lot less waste. Plus, the money you save on groceries can go towards achieving and maintaining new fun resolutions. Choose every plate over takeout to save money while still enjoying quick, satisfying meals. Our meals are 58% cheaper than your average fast casual meal. You get more bang for your bite with America's best value meal kit. You can also customize every plate meals to your liking with options to sweat proteins and sides or add a protein to veggie dishes each week. You do you. I love every plate because it saves me money and time. Okay. Sometimes you don't have time to make it to the grocery store. And then when you don't have time to make it to the grocery store, you end up just getting home and you're too tired and you don't cook because you don't have anything in your fridge. And it's this like never-ending cycle. And every plate just has put a stop to that. Okay. It saves you money, it saves you time. It shows up at your door. It gives you new recipes to try out. It is just the best thing, especially for busy weeknights. Also, if you have roommates or you live with a boyfriend or a girlfriend, it is so fun to do together. Like cooking together is such a fun activity. It's very underrated, if you will. And I have a great deal for y'all. You can get $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code You 149 So get started with Every Plate for just $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code You 149 When I said one Forty nine Again, yes, that's $1.49, guys. That is crazy. So get started with Every plate for just $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code ILOVEYOU149. That is up to a $110 value. That is insane. How did you actually find out about Dear Media, though? Because it was, I came to the network when it was like, I don't think we were headed a year. I say we. I, I fully, by the way, think I'm on also the Dear Media team. <laughs> kind of. Honestly, I
1: am. I'm going to stick by that. <laughs> so the company I was working at was a partner with Dear Media. So I was actually working with Michael oh, that's prior. Right. Yeah. So I got a kind of an insight of what I'd be getting myself into. And I'm like, yeah, I'm game. And a startup is, I think, scary to join. Like I did have this moment of when the job was presented to me, I was like, yeah, oh, but wait. How does mm-hmm. da 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 work? But honestly, being a part of just the foundation of Dear Media has been amazing. So if you have an opportunity to work for a startup, and you like what they're trying to build, I think it's worth the risk.
0: What's your advice for like vetting out startups, though?
1: I think having a conversation of like what their long term plan is, what is the initial goal, and what are you trying to build? What does that first year look like? And the morals for me are really big. After coming from talent, I'm like, your job ends up being such a big part of your life, but it shouldn't be your whole entire life. So you should be able to enjoy it, but also leave and go enjoy what you actually like to do as just a normal human. So morals for me are a big thing. Longevity. What does that look like? Do they just have one idea and that's it? Like, then that's probably not the best thing to go after. So I would say asking a lot of questions. And knowing what skill set you have. So, as a company builds where you can grow within, because usually it starts with what, four or five people, and you're doing everything. Like when I started here, I touched everything. But now, when Michael's like, So, what do you like? What would be your dream? Like, what do you, with your personal growth, want to do? I knew I could say merch and live. I love working with talent on building with merch, with live. I enjoy seeing in person, like that interaction with the talent and their fans. But because I worked on everything, I was able to say, like, this is what I really like to do. So I think then knowing what your strong suits are and being like, oh, I can do that also is beneficial.
0: How do you keep work-life balance with a 9 to 5?
1: It's not something that comes easy. And I think it took me years to actually get it. The My early 20s. We don't know what age I am, but my early (laughs) twenties. When I was there, when I was there, was grinding. It was just like I wanted to soak up as much information as possible, and there was probably times where I went too far and like mental breakdowns. But sometimes you got to get there to learn. Okay, this this is where my threshold is. But it took me a while to then separate. Like it's okay to turn off. I'm not clocking in for surgery. I'm not opening any body parts, working on your brain or whatever. Like if it's something that can wait, now I've learned like it can wait. I can answer it tomorrow. Obviously, there's things that come up that are more time sensitive. So it's more time management and like prioritizing certain things. So for me, working out, being outside is a priority. So I have in order for me to do a good job, I know those things also have to happen and be a part of my daily, you know, life,
0: yeah. If I don't work out, I, like, don't like who I am.
1: Yeah. And sometimes <laughs> like, I'm, like,
0: mean. No, I'm not actually mean, but I'm just really anxious. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I've learned. Yeah. What are your best interview tips?
1: Like, you're just talking to a person and taking the pressure off of, like, this person judging me on if I'm good enough for the job. Hopefully, whatever jobs you're signing up for are realistic. And <laughs> I don't want to be, like, um, negative, but... Once you are in an interview and you're seeing the person, just relaxing and having a conversation with them. I think that for me has worked really well. And I think I'm a pretty good interviewer. Yeah, I see that for you. You're just good at talking to people in general. So that makes sense. I'm like, do I talk too much? Maybe.
0: No, you're very good <laughs> at talking to people and you're good at like getting something done. If it like, yeah. if the conversation needs to happen, you're like, all right, done. You know? <laughs> you would know.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> But yeah, I think just like relaxing yourself because I know in my early interview days, I was just like so nervous and you could tell in my voice. And the temp agency, what I'll never forget is they were like, you have a lot of really great things to say, but you interject too early. Like wait for that person to finish their sentence and then answer. That has stuck with me. That was years ago. That has stuck with me forever. I now tell people that.
0: Yeah. What are some big mistakes people make in interviewing?
1: Not having any questions to ask because it's like you seem like you don't know what you're interviewing for. I've interviewed people where I'm like, do you have any questions? Like, what do you know about Dear Media? Say it was for a Dear Media job. They have nothing to say. And I'm like, I feel like you're wasting your time and kind of my time now. So being prepared and having at least a basic knowledge of what you're interviewing for and at least three to five questions you can ask.
0: What questions like what is a good question to have lined up?
1: Yeah, yeah. For me, it's like asking about the company culture, benefits, like what is your basic benefit package look like? And then like what is the career growth trajectory for someone in that position that you're interviewing for? If if it's something that you see yourself being there for a long, a long time.
0: Let's say you're in a job mm-hmm. and you hate it. Yeah. I know there's a lot of people who say you need to give it a year, give it two years. Do you believe in that? Do you think you need to stay or should you just go and find the next
1: thing? Two years is a long time to be in something that you hate. I say within the first three months, you have an idea of what you're getting yourself into. That's when you're being onboarded, when you start getting into flow of what the everyday of that job looks like. Six months, you know you like it or you don't. So for me, and obviously there's like the financial aspect too that you have to take in consideration. Can you afford to up and leave your job? But I would say you have an idea at six months if you like the job or not and like what you being at this company is going to look like.
0: I have another question about startup culture. Yeah. How do you set boundaries with either your boss or coworkers, especially when everyone's kind of doing everything?
1: Yeah. So a startup that I was at prior to this, I didn't know how to set boundaries and that got chaotic very fast. But I think having that conversation of what are the expectations, because with a startup, it's grind culture. You know what I mean? Like you're trying to turn things around really fast. You do somewhat have to be available. But again, it's like, Being transparent in that conversation, like, hey, for me, my mental health, I need to know ahead of time. I know things will come last minute, but what do you expect of me outside of like the nine to five hours? Like, are you going to call me at 10 p.m. and expect me to make a deck to be ready at 9 a.m. the next morning? Because I think going along with like if you're going to like the job or not, that sets expectations of what it's going to look like over the course of six months to a year.
0: Okay, let's talk about hiring for Dear Media. Mm -hmm. What qualities or traits is Dear Media looking for in future employees?
1: So I just want to preface this by I am not HR. Yeah, she's
0: not in charge (laughs) for any of the clips and, you know, whatever.
1: But I would say the majority of people that work here and how they got the job was, one, they know about Dear Media, they're consumers of it, so they understand the brand. I think that's one of the beautiful things about Dear Media is when you think of it in the town, on the network, like it all just makes sense. And so when you're a consumer of that, you have really great ideas or things that you see that are missing. Be nice, be playful, and be hardworking. I think being able to collaborate across all departments is because even though we're like, we've grown so much, we're still like small in an environment. So I know for me, I talk to every department just to get their ideas. Cause it's like, I'm, it's so stuck my day to day. Like someone else might see something that I'm I'm missing. So I think that, and- being able to pivot and change the business moves so quickly that you have to bend sometimes. And you may think that the structure, it's been working for the past five months, but we may add something new to the business where now you need to restructure it. And being on board with that, I think, helps a lot. Being flexible.
0: The thing with Dear Media that I love is that, I mean, it's not a completely different company from when I started. Obviously, like the cores are the same. Yeah. But it really is so different. Like it's grown so much again there were four or five employees at the time and I knew everyone actually Mm -hmm. at Mm -hmm. that time and now I come in the office and I'm like I do know certain people because if I see someone on Instagram then I follow them because obviously I have to be the (laughs) office favorite but it's grown so much obviously just people wise but like there was new initiatives is newer yeah that's a very recent thing yeah we didn't do live shows merch used to be through a different vendor that was not not the
1: vibe. We're happy where we are now. We love where we're at now.
0: (laughs) And it's just changed. Even like, honestly, month to month, it's like, well, with merch, it's like, well, this is a possibility. We can start sourcing. Like that was not able. I remember when I wanted to do merch forever ago and we just like couldn't do it then. And now it's like everywhere.
1: Yeah. You know, now we're planning the whole year.
0: Yeah. No, we planned. Yeah. We planned last year. Yeah. That's true. Actually. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's. I mean, I was telling you earlier that I was looking through your instagram and i yeah. saw the first merch that we did it's like one of those moments too for me of like whoa like yeah growth. so much has happened the growth is unbelievable you know what i mean and just how i understand the business now too and like what works what doesn't work and being able to present that to talent on our network and be able being able to speak to it but also it just is like embedded in me at this point yeah
0: as someone who knows the space so well where do you see podcasting going
1: It's not leaving anytime soon. That's for sure. I feel like every day there's some new reinvention of it. Like the core is still the same, but adding video, the live shows coming back, obviously in 2020, everything changed. It's like planning live shows with so many talent. Then it was like, oh, actually, no, everyone just gets to stay home. So I think that too will come back in a really strong way in the next few years. But more about that, I think, tune into Michael Boston.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you are doing the stuff yeah. that's new, though. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. And I think it's the extension of the brand, right? And we have these conversations where it's like, Kenzie Elizabeth, and then there's the I love you so much. So like, what does your brand look like, the podcast brand, and how do we make sure that's cohesive? It makes sense for you as a whole. I know. That's why
0: it just, it gets so confusing. to Yeah. Me.
1: Yeah. And I think we see that with all of our talent. Like, the podcast isn't the only thing that everyone has, so it has to make sense. And my whole thing for talent is like, I want you to do what you want to do so that it makes sense, I think, staying organic to your brand. Obviously, you see a better response from people who follow you because you're doing stuff that like you're talking to. The communities are so intimate. I don't think that will ever change, but I think how we can extend and bring more people into the community will have more access to with live shows coming back and that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, The but- in the IRL 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 yeah (laughs) is really fun but it actually it's kind of it's surreal like putting faces to names but that's not new to me because I've been doing YouTube forever so we were we did meetups back in the day like we've always done that stuff but doing a show in a setting with other people yeah I love yeah also I like live shows my favorite thing that I do clearly that's like all I talk (laughs) about they are by far my favorite thing that I do yeah And I like it because you can be creative. Like, I'm not the show that, like, just gets up and, like, records a podcast episode. Yeah. Actually, all of the girls who brought their boyfriends—I have, like, two (laughs) friends who brought their boyfriends to the shows, and the boys loved the show. Oh, I love that. And that's how you know it's a good show. Mm -hmm. If they're not even near my target demographic, and they were probably, like, terrified they're getting dragged to something where I'm going (laughs) to talk for an hour, you know? But they actually really liked it. But I think that's just another example of, like, ways that podcasting has expanded. Yeah. Just throughout in the industry.
1: Yeah. And how you can change what you normally do recording when you do those in-person events. Like you're saying, it's more interactive for the audience. Like just like from behind a wall. And I'm like, oh, that's so special. Like, again, watching you over the course of the years, seeing your audience and how you engage with them. I'm like, I love it. It it refills the tank of me doing my job also, which is like so corny to say, but no, but it's just the (laughs) truth. This
0: episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash Kinsey and get on your way to being your best self. I have been in and out of therapy my entire life and it has really shown me all the tools that I need in order to feel my best self. It's also helped me identify emotions that I couldn't really place either where they were coming from or how I was exactly feeling. Life is confusing, especially in your 20s. We talk about navigating your 20s all the time and I just really cannot recommend therapy enough when you're at your best you can do great things but sometimes life just gets you bogged down and you may feel overwhelmed or just like you're not showing up in the way that you want to or really just feeling like yourself okay working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you because when you feel empowered you are more prepared to take on everything life throws at you I've been in therapy forever at this point. Constantly telling people, whether it's online or my real life, just how much it's helped me and trying to get them to also do it. I have given out my BetterHelp code to people in my real life so many times and they have had such a good experience because there's a few things about therapy, like traditional therapy, that can be overwhelming, like the drive is annoying, going in the waiting room, finding one. It just gets confusing and BetterHelp is the best way to start therapy, okay? If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Kinsey today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, betterhelphllp.com/kinzie. Kinsey. So we just had a little ice storm in Texas this past week, and I was stuck in my house for three days. And then I had to pack for Los Angeles. And I realized I, I don't know how to put together an outfit anymore. Like something, something, something was going on. And listen, it's the new year, new wardrobe. I have the best shopping hack for y'all. It's Fashion Pass. Fashion Pass is a clothing rental service where you can get unlimited rentals for one flat price. They carry the best brands like For Love and Lemons, Free People, Show Me Your Moo Moo, and Amanda Upper Chard. And you can swap out your items as many times a month as you want so you basically get new clothes every single week you can just continuously swap things out like that's amazing with other places you can't do that it saves me so much money because i'm no longer spending like 200 dollars on that one item that's kind of like more trendy that i'm probably only gonna wear once or twice I am currently on the trendsetter plan, so I get to pick four clothing items in every order, or I can pick three clothing items and two accessories if I'm wanting jewelry, bags, you know, whatever it is, and I can switch out my order as many times a month as I want. The shipping is super fast, and they take care of dry cleaning everything for you, so you can literally just send it back in a pre-labeled bag they give you when you're done, and then you get to choose new items. It really could not be easier. Also, one of my favorite parts about it is that if you love something and you want to keep it, you get huge discounts, anywhere from 30 to 70% off. Plus, every month, I get a $10 purchase discount that counts towards anything I buy. I actually have a special discount for y'all today. If you go to fashionpass.com and use code ILOVEYOU at checkout, you'll get $60 off your first month, so you can try it for literally $29. That's unlimited rentals for just $29 with code ILOVEYOU. Again, that is unlimited rentals for just $29 with code ILOVEYOU. Who do you think is killing it in the podcast space right now?
1: Dare Media. Well, like <laughs> specific shows. Obviously, it has to be a Dear Media show. You know, I feel like a lot of the women-based shows are doing really, really well. Yeah. I don't want to specifically say anything, but that genre or that category. Can you explain the originals to me? Yeah. So it's basically just like a scripted series. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, Wait,
0: okay, the dailies. That's what I'm confused about. Dailies
1: are just short form podcasts, essentially. So uh,
0: what I also like about podcasting is that there's just, it feels like there's so much more longevity in it. Yeah. Because I was watching even a TikTok the other day and this girl who works in influencer marketing was like, you really have a two to five year window as an influencer and then you're out and I'm like I've always one played the long game one I haven't gone viral so that's been pretty easy (laughs) but like I've also like played the long game I'm like I'm not trying to like blow up overnight yeah and I've been in this for 10 years now like this summer yeah so it's like no yeah but podcasting it just feels a lot more stable yeah And not even like financially, I guess, obviously, you have ads every week that are set, but podcasting just feels more stable and like there's more longevity than, let's say, like even like a social media platform that's going back and
1: forth, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Which makes sense. And I think to your point of like the viral stuff, when you started, that wasn't necessarily like a thing. I mean, Vine, I guess people went viral in a sense. There were very rare overnight
0: successes. Yeah.
1: To where it's like it makes sense that you were building for longevity versus like someone just uploads a TikTok yeah. and all of a sudden it's like, oh, I have 1.3 million followers. I I would not want to be in that position because it's like, what no. do you do? like, It's
0: like the kiss of death in business too yeah. for so many people because… I think everyone immediately thinks, oh, the big head, and then you lose it. No, people don't know how to handle that. Yeah. And it's nice. Like, my core, like, YouTube friends, whatever, and I— I hate saying that because we're actually friends. (laughs) But, like, my core group of friends that we originally met through YouTube, we, like, go on trips together still. We're very close. We always say we're really grateful that didn't happen to us because it's, like, in any business, as you're growing— You're learning and you can mess up and it's not a big deal and you can fix it and you're like learning and growing and figuring it out and you have like a steady pace in order to do so and more leeway. Whereas a lot of people, and during that time, you're building a very tight knit connection with a lot of your followers and then people who go viral. There's just a lot more risk for that. But the other thing is that you're so in people's faces, it's like the life cycle of a troll. Yeah. They love you until you annoy them and you're too much and then they hate you so much. Yeah. So yeah. like the the emotion they feel towards you is the same like level of emotion. It just changes to hate. Yeah. So you think about someone that you used to be obsessed with and then they just started getting annoying. Yeah. And then, and I think that's a lot of the issues with viral people. And that's a lot of people with TikTok. Like one girl is so loved the next day and then like two weeks later, everyone that I know at the bar is
1: like, she's so fucking annoying. I can't yeah. deal with it, you yeah. know? And yeah. that's like, Scary, Scary, a scary place to be in.
0: Very scary. Yeah. Let's say Mm -hmm. a podcaster Mm -hmm. really wants to sign with Dear Media. Yeah. What do you think the best way to go about
1: that would be? We have a inquiries form that you can fill out on our website. And I think that is, we do have people who check it. Like our talent team is in there reading the submission. So I think that is actually the best way. Or if you run into someone and you hear they work for Dear Media, be like, hey, this is my idea. What do you think about it? I know I have in the past, and this is when we were smaller and I had a different job, but would run into people and be like, oh, here's my email, like send me your outline. But I think having an outline and a really clear idea of what you're trying to do is going to make the eyes actually fully read what you're saying. If you're like, I have this great idea, da, 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 da. send, like that's not a way to get a meeting to talk about your podcast idea. Well,
0: do does Jeremy idea want the podcast to be developed now before signing? It depends.
1: But I think if you're someone who maybe your platform isn't fully developed yet, but you have a really good idea, whether it's for like an original or a lifestyle podcast, having an idea of what you're going to be talking about. You know, is it entertaining? Is it inspiring? Are you educating people? Those are like three big things I know. Like when I was signing talent that we look for. It's what drives people to come back and listen to a podcast if you kind of fit into one of those three categories. And that's not all of it, but I think main categories. But yeah, our general submissions form on our website is like the best way to get a hold of. Eyes, eyes on your idea. Do you know how many people
0: ask me to connect them with your Media? all the time and I can tell it's sometimes it's like when I just met someone too and they I've had people who like I've tried to help or like answered DMs for something or whatever and they've ignored me the entire time yeah and then gone back I actually need to tell you who this is and then gone (laughs) back and they ignored every single thing I promoted their brand I did everything like I was like oh whatever like weird gave them recs like all the stuff where they were asking ignored everything and then DMs me hi babe oh my god sorry what's your media how do you like it I was like it's good. Love it.
1: You know what I can't stand? Bad business. Yeah. It's not that hard. And I have I have these conversations with people on my team, people that we work with. I'm like, I'm very like business is business, right? We don't need to like beat around the bush or like have these weird conversations. Like at the end, we kind of have the same goal. Yeah. So like if there's a better way to get to it, don't ever be scared to tell me, hey, like I know we've been doing this, but I think this actually is going to work better. And I'm very transparent with a lot of the partners that we work with of just like how to be more efficient. At the end of the day, if something can be more efficient, it's better for everyone. So like that's definitely a place to speak up and not and, and, like being like that situation that you just talked about to me is bad business. Like yeah, every person that I've talked to who's played a major role in just like how I look at my career, how I how I'm growing, I could call them even though we don't talk every day. If they called me for a favor, if they got laid off from their job. Let me know if there's anyone I know I can connect you with. It never hurts to connect someone. I think that's really hard for people to understand, but also the mutual respect back, right? Yes. And also,
0: there are so many shows that are with the network now, and I am the one who connected them. There's so many people that I have. Like, I connect a lot. Like, I love connecting. I do all the time. Yeah. But that was the time where I was like, that rubbed me the wrong way to like the nth
1: degree.
0: It was just not cool. No, it's not cool. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like that. No. And it's like, no. Also, how do you... I don't know. Like, I don't know how you, like, sleep at night and send that. It's like, did you not know... Like... Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Back to 9 to 5. Working. <laughs> What's your favorite, like, go-to outfits?
1: uh, well, during the pandemic and right after, it was just sweats. And I don't know Fair. if that's because, like, when I was working on merch, merch yeah. there was, like, a lot of good sweats, and I would literally wear it every day. But then there came a point where I'm like, okay, it actually feels nice to maybe... Dress up a little bit. I'm in boots. Anytime I see Kenzie, I always have to wear my cowboy (laughs) boots.
0: I love that. What is the best piece of career advice Mm -hmm. that you've received?
1: Talking to people. Talking to people. We were talking about connecting. Yeah. Connecting with people. It's, I have people reach out to me on LinkedIn all the time just to be like, hey, like I looked at your past jobs, like would really love to learn like how you got from point A to point B, any advice you have. And I love doing that because if I can find 30 minutes of time. And it may be, you may reach out to me and I may say, hey, in three weeks we can talk. But I want to make sure that that time I'm speaking to someone, they're getting something out of it. Because it's like, if I can give someone a little bit of insight to something, just based on my own experience, I'm no, and by no means an expert, right? But I can speak to my experience. And I think a job description is one thing. If you can find someone who's done that job or worked at that company, what they're telling you is probably a little bit different than what the job description is. They can tell you about the day-to-day. They can tell you about the culture. So I am all for people like connecting on LinkedIn, reaching out. This one woman, when I worked as a temp in LA, who her meeting was running behind, I sat and talked to her. And she's almost been like low-key a mentor over these years. And she commented on something I posted on LinkedIn. It's like, even though there's been years and I haven't talked to her in X amount of time, like the fact that she gave me insight into her marketing career. And what she did was like some crazy, amazing stuff. But that insight changed how I thought about things and how, okay, it's like, again, playing the long game, taking a job that can get you closer to where you want to be, condense what exactly it is that you want it to look like, but that wouldn't have come from not having that conversation. Like if I didn't talk to her, I probably still would be like scattered and like just jumping from job to job just to be like, I don't know what I want to do. I want to try everything. And sometimes maybe that works for you. Maybe you need to try everything. But connecting with people, I think, is such a big thing.
0: It's nice because you can learn from other people's mistakes yeah. or what they've gone through and you don't have to deal with it. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not in a 9 to 5. <laughs> but I will say the thing that has helped me most career-wise has been relationships, which have largely been the podcast because yeah. I'm in rooms with people that I wouldn't necessarily be in rooms with. Yeah. People love talking about themselves. It's really not that hard to get someone to come on your show if you, I think, obviously, you have to have like a following yeah. for certain people, but you would be surprised like how receptive people are. At least when I started, how receptive people were to like coming on a podcast. And yeah. I think people just like talking about themselves. So yeah, <laughs> it's not that difficult. But that has been the biggest. Even like with the Okine, the way we yeah. started it was through connections from the podcast and people that I knew, and that was also people that I knew through people that I knew. It's all. It really is about who, you know, yeah, now that
1: I'm even for me. Yeah. And it when you say that and I think people think about it's all about who, you know, it's like they think really big. Yeah. Right. That's not it. No, it's not it. It's like some of my best friends are people who I know. Right. And they're going to keep me in mind if there's a position or there's something and I'm looking for a job to be like, oh, you were just talking about this. Like, so I think also talking about what you want to do with people. Just it, it's like a, just a little note that they have in their mind.
0: That was actually something I wanted to bring up because I think it's really important. And I say this to my friends too all the time. I'm like, you need to just like, you don't have to actually, I don't feel like at any point, at least in your 20s, you have to like really know what you want to do. But I do think you need to be vocal about things that you're interested or things that you do, things that you would want to do. It doesn't have to be the end game Yeah, because it's the whole thing of like people know people, they're going to be in certain rooms and then they'll think of you and then connect from there. But if you're so private and quiet... You're, you could have like 10 people who are you you come to mind for.
1: Yeah, for sure. And it, there's that whole like work in silence, whatever it is, yeah. work in silence. To a point, there's dream big, right? But how are you going to get to that? You can't just have a dream and then be like, okay, lucky girl syndrome. Yeah. I said it it's going to happen. Like <gasps> manifesting, yes, for sure. But there's work that actually has to go into getting you there. So it is talking to people. It's being strategic about like, okay, I don't know exactly what I want, but if I want to work in entertainment. How am I positioning myself best to get to that eventually? Like the things that I've done in the rooms that I've been in with certain people, like when I thought about these big ideas was not thinking that that would actually ever happen. This person I've been seeing on TV now sitting next to them in a meeting room. I'm sorry. Is, mm-hmm. What <laughs> am I supposed to be here? Like what happened? But it was the work that I put in, the people that I talked to that opened that door for that to even happen. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, I'm just from Phoenix, Arizona, you know, wasn't there's work that goes into it. So yes, not knowing what you want to do in your 20s, I feel like is totally normal, but you have an idea. And I think it's good to dream big, but also be realistic with yourself and put a plan together. Like, how can I make that happen? Talking to people.
0: I think that is honestly the biggest thing, because the more I'm thinking about situations that I'm just around, it's like half the time it's because they're not vocal. Like there's certain things that I found out about friends that they wanted to do that I was shocked by because they never like talk. And I also think people, it's like almost like a weird, it kind of is is like false humility almost in a way. Like I I don't know how to describe it exactly, but when someone isn't vocal, it's for a multitude of reasons, either not confident or scared to say things. Like there's certain things that like I'm going to be comfortable to say, of course. But I also think there is another group of people who just feel like they're a burden or they don't want to like bother you. They don't, you know, yeah. and it's like there's really nothing like you're not you or feel like they're using someone. Yeah. You're not using someone if you are just sharing things, especially with like friends that you right. want that right. can then
1: connect you. Right. It would be different if all you're ever contributing is what you want. Yes. And you're not ever trying to reciprocate that for someone else. But yeah, I think even when you're at a job talking to your boss about like, hey, I love this, but I'd like to experience more in sitting on XYZ meetings or whatever it is so that people higher up also know like what you're interested in. And if you have a good boss, they'll put you in situations so that you can learn more. And eventually, if the opportunity is there, move up. You have to let people
0: help you. Yes.
1: Which is hard sometimes. Yes.
0: But it's also working smarter. Yes. But it is difficult. Yes. What do you think was the biggest hurdle in your 20s career wise?
1: Oh, I was just telling someone, you like when you are trying to do things on your own and the financial part plays such a big part in the decisions you can make. I was telling someone, I remember when I used to order Domino's because I was so broke and it would last me like the whole week. And it was like $15 pizza that I'm like, okay, like this will last yeah. me forever. So I think that, sorry, that was just like a little aside, but I feel like that for me was the biggest thing of being smart because you also want to just like live life and like go out with your friends and go on trips and stuff but making sure that it the math is mathing mathing is that what they mm, the kids yeah. are saying? Yes, they are. <laughs> yes. Do
0: you feel like mentors are
1: necessary? I don't think like having one mentor is necessary. The one that I say is like my mentor, I talked to her maybe a few times over the course of 5 years, right? But I think having someone who you admire and you've seen success in what they've done and it's similar to what you want to do and just kind of keeping an eye on knowing their story is beneficial.
0: Lauren always says that her mentors are like the podcast that she listens to. Yeah. Or Ed Milet. And I'm like, yeah. That's actually a good, yeah. I love him, actually a good way to go about it because I also know there's some people who don't really want to spend the time to like invest in other people and we have so much access. They're like so much free access yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess podcasting, you can, it's free, but the phone, I understand that. I'm yeah. gonna whatever. But yeah. there's a lot of free resources that we were not, that wasn't around 10 yeah. years ago.
1: And that's a great point. Like podcasting, Instagram, TikTok's a little more fun, at least what my algorithm is that I, maybe that's not the place to go. But yeah, that's a great point. Podcasting, you can find someone who you like, who you feel like you're benefiting from those conversations, which again, goes back to when you're building a podcast, entertaining, educate, you know, inspiring.
0: With building a podcast, yeah. what do you think is, from what you've seen with multiple podcasts, mm-hmm. what do you think is the most important part?
1: Having mm-hmm. something to say.
0: Yeah, I, I guess that's <laughs> really fair. That's true. Sometimes I feel like I have nothing to say, which yeah. is crazy because yeah. all I do is talk. <laughs> but sometimes I'm like, I I don't know what else I can give. Like, I don't know what else, Yeah, you but know? you also
1: built a community. So they're telling you. Yeah, that's true. A lot of the time, like, talk more about this or like, you know, whatever. But when you're starting off, I feel like you have to have some sort of perspective. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah some something. Sort of yeah. Something to say. Entertaining you know? or. Yeah.
0: Okay. The last question I have for you. Yes. Nine to fiver. Yeah. I love the term that you've come with. <laughs> what is your morning and night routine with a nine to five?
1: I usually listen to a podcast when I wake up. I've been trying to not look at my emails right when I wake up in the morning, but it's really hard because I also like to know what I'm walking into for the day a lot with West Coasters. So things come in later, but I typically will start my morning, get up, do my normal face washing routine, listen to a podcast, pack my lunch, get a coffee, head to the office work. When I come home, it's either a workout class, cook dinner or dinner with friends. I try to do at least like two to three social things throughout the week because I also live alone. So it feels like, you know, you can be in like this really weird routine if you don't. But workout classes too. Once you get familiar with the studio, I feel like that's also can count as a social. I have really been loving Pilates, which I feel like everybody. I miss Hot 8s. Yeah. And I'm trying to find something similar to that here. But Pilates outside, just walking, the weather's been really great here in Austin. So I'm trying to take advantage of that. Um, but I love Pilates.
0: I love Pilates. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Where? Well, I don't know. Do you want them to follow your Instagram? I mean, they don't need to follow me. I'm sure there's not. <laughs> I mean, you have a good Instagram, but I understand if you <laughs> want to be private.
1: Ariel Shea is my Instagram handle. LinkedIn. LinkedIn, Ariel Carmichael.
0: You're like a nine to five influencer now.
1: Oh, my gosh. How do you feel with your influencing debut? I feel great. And I'm so so happy happy it was with you.
0: (gasps) (laughs) I'm honored. And I'm glad that you admitted to me being the favorite. That's what I got out of this conversation. And also,
1: I realized we keep saying nine to five, but it's like nine to six.
0: I know (laughs) it is really it's just like a term.
1: Yeah. You know, which is crazy to think about that. That has just stuck with us forever. But
0: and it's never. yeah. Yeah.
1: What
0: do you think about a four day week work week?
1: I think it could work. Yeah, I do too. You just add an hour
0: every day. Yeah, but
1: I also think how we've been working, that that wouldn't actually translate for a lot of people. Like they'd still be working on that fifth day. Well, here's the reason it wouldn't work. Schools would have to change to four days. Yeah. So that
0: would have to happen first. And then, yeah, thought long and hard about that one. Not that it really (laughs) affects me, but i have like, that would be cool. Anyways, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for listening. I love you guys so much. Be sure to subscribe, leave a nice rating and review. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, all the things. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Love you guys so much, and I will talk to you next Thursday.
1: Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.